let's dive right in. I'm excited about this one. Um, not only, I think, is this just a huge opportunity. Let me change my lighting here for a second. Not only is this a huge opportunity in this current environment, but this is something that is just going to be super valuable, even as the market changes, it quote unquote normalizes a little bit. Um, so I'm super pumped about this. I think everything we're going to go through today is super easy. I shouldn't say easy. It's super simple to execute on, right? But it just takes discipline and it takes actual effort and taking action, right? So and that's, that's the hard part, which makes it not easy, but it is simple. And so we're going to dive in. Let me share my screen here. All right. So Otis, before we yes. even dive in, you're a uh, highly producing agent yourself, and you've had a few double sides. Yes, I have. Talk us, talk us through the last one. Well, how did you get the last double side that you've gotten? So we, uh, first of all, we had to have a plan. Um, my seller was also a buyer. And what I find oftentimes with uh, listings is you have a great double side opportunity. And that opportunity is not only to list their home, but also help them buy a new home. And so one of the first things that we did when we found out that she wanted to move, um, we, I, I went ahead and started just putting some homes in front of her and we laid out a plan on not only buying the new home, but also we wanted to talk about comfort. Um, she was a senior citizen, so temporary housing was gonna be kind of a tough situation. But every scenario that I've ever had where I double side a deal and I'm selling one home and helping them purchase another. We always have a conversation about temporary housing um, in case the home sells slightly before the purchase of the other home. Having said that, <clears throat> with uh, if they don't have temporary housing, then we're gonna have a plan when we negotiate the terms of the sale of her home, we're gonna make that contract a little bit longer. So on that particular one, we did a 45 day contract. And then from there, we, we already had a good idea of where she wanted to go. We, we uh, scanned the neighborhoods that she liked. And then we drove them as far, I, I had her drive them and just really kind of get an idea of what neighborhood she wanted to, to land in. And then we were gonna, I started sending her homes in those, um, those neighborhoods. We did the process of elimination. So what she didn't like, just tell me what you don't like. And we started moving that out of the way. And that narrowed it down to a couple different communities that we knew we were gonna buy a house in those communities. Now, once we had that narrowed down, we decided let's go ahead and put the home on the market, test the market at the price that she wanted to test it. And then also we talked about defending the appraisal so that way we knew there wouldn't be any issues with the fight with a, a contingency once her home was under contract. We knew what it was gonna appraise for. And then that way we had a little bit more peace of mind um, moving forward with it, but just as importantly, we wanted to put a contract on another home with a contingency. And so that contingency is pretty important that we had to have it pretty solid and, and really ironclad. So when we presented the offer on the home that was we we're selling, we already had it under contract and I had, I had worked up the, a really solid BPO slash CMA, a marketing report on the house. And so everything was presented at the same time. Um, so that way the, the seller of the new home that we wanted to buy could have a little bit of peace of mind themselves that our home was gonna move forward with the sale and the appraisal wouldn't be a problem. 
Um, from there, when we uh, entered the market on her home, we got a few offers and we negotiated the terms for 45 days. And that gave us a two week period to go and be very serious about the home that we were gonna buy. We already picked out the neighborhoods. We already knew where we wanted to be. And so from there, we canvassed what was on the, um, on the market. And we really did like a, a full court press. Um, we really pressed that market hard to get into a home in that market. And we were able to do it within 10 days. So we had some breathing room on both sides. Um, in a market like this, it's a little bit harder because there's not much inventory. And at that time, the market was more balanced. So I bring that, I wanna put that as a little caveat because we are in a different market than the market that I sold that particular home. Um, but having said that, um, what I find with best practices from some, a lot of the agents that I've been associated with or trained or whatever, is having the, a couple conversations about where they wanna go, but temporary housing is important because that will cause a lot of anxiety if you don't have that conversation and some kind of a game plan. Um, but from there, uh, I was able to double-side both of it and um, I worked hard and, and I was rewarded for both of them too, so. And, and making, uh, making double the commission doesn't suck, right? So you know, right. I think yeah, cool. I, I wanna make that point real quick before we dive into this and dive into some of the tactics on how we can double side more deals, even in this crazy market. But I, I want to preface this. We demonize sometimes making money, right? And I think sometimes in real estate, we, we feel guilty about it, right? Craig and Jeff hit on this earlier. You know, yes, we make a lot, you can make a lot of money on a deal, double siding a deal, you're going to make a lot of money. Should we be discounting? Should we do, you know, and we, we start to justify to ourselves that, you know, we don't deserve both sides of the commission, right? Yeah, not me. And we start selling <laughs> I worked hard for that, you know? And, and here's the, right. I'm glad Absolutely. you brought that up. Right? Yeah, and, it and took, there, that was a, 120 days from when I started working with her to when we finished. And if you break that up to the whole time that we, we talked, we, you know, we worked together, I showed her a lot of homes, that's gas, that's investment, time, so forth. When you really break it down, I was worth every penny of it. You're always worth every penny of it, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, your client has a job. And while they may love what they do, or they may hate what they do, one of the main reasons they're doing that job is because that job is providing them with income. And that income allows them to provide for them and their family and live the lifestyle that they want to live, right? And yeah. as an agent, you're doing the same thing. So we shouldn't feel guilty about how much money you make or the fact that you're charging your full commission, mm -hmm. even on both sides, right? And so I say this because this seems like it may be a little off topic, but it's really not. You are, you're going to hold yourself back from doing the things that we're about to go through that will allow you to make more money because you do not believe you deserve it. Right. And I know that that sounds crazy, but it's real. That's how our minds work. I've yeah. gone through that. Otis has gone through it. Everyone goes through that where you literally hold yourself back from making more money or achieving more simply because you either don't think you deserve it. You're scared. You don't know what you're going to do with the money, all of these things. Right. And these are things that Craig and Jeff have touched on over the last couple of days. So Get it through your head, though. You deserve it. You're going to earn it, right? This isn't going to be a piece of cake. You are going to earn it. 
but mm-hmm. everyone does what they do for a living for money. It is perfectly okay. Now, some do it for the money itself and some do it because that money allows them to do things that they enjoy. Either way, the money is a major, major reason for why we wake up in the morning and do what we do, right? It just is. And we need to accept that and be okay with it. Now, the way we're going to approach this today is obviously there's two ways we can come about double-siding stuff, right? One is we've got a thing. And how can we leverage that listing to go fund buyers so that we can double side that listing? And the other is we have a buyer and how can we leverage that buyer to go find a listing opportunity and double side that, right? So we're going to approach this from both ways. We're going to start with the listing side of things. And so how to double side a listing, right? And the first bullet point on our list is a coming soon hack. And what we're kind of alluding to here is obviously the the new rules, right? Is that we have 24 hours from the time we publicly market a property before it has to be listed in the MLS, okay? So our hack, if you will, is to make sure that we've built a plan with your marketing, with your promotion, with everything, as well as with your client prior to ever getting ready to load anything, right? And because what I want to do is I want to be able to leverage those 24 hours with everything that I got. So I want to have, if I'm going to run um, a Facebook ad, right? Using social ad engine. I know that Chris touched on that with Jimmy earlier. If I'm going to run that, I'm going to have that scheduled, ready to go. If I'm going to make a bunch of content and posts for Facebook, Instagram, my, all my social channels, I'm going to have those loaded, ready to go. I'm going to have an open house scheduled. I'm going to have door hangers printed. I'm going to have flyers. I'm going to have absolutely everything ready to go. I'm then going to tell my listing team, Hey, I want this to go live. Whatever day this is, let's just say it's going to live on Monday. And on Sunday, I'm going to hammer the neighborhood. I'm going to hammer everything and get as much of my stuff out there as I possibly can in that 24-hour bid so that I'm not in any violation, but that I can really take advantage of that coming soon, right? And yes, I only have a day to do it, but you know what? If the way this market is, we have we had property sell in a day? Yep. Right. So in 24 hours, is that always what we want? Not necessarily. And this, I do also want to preface this. This class is not about screwing your client. Just because we want to double sided deal, that doesn't mean that offer is always going to be the, that's going to be what's best for your client. We're always going to do what's best for the client. Right. But what it does mean is that if we feel like our offer is really strong, then maybe it is in the best interest of the client, right? So we we have 24-hour window here to really take advantage. So that's kind of what our coming soon hack is. The other hack, which I don't know, I guess you could, I'll, I'll get your opinion on it because Jeff and I have our own opinion. But one thing that Jeff and I have discussed, Otis, is let's say you have a, let's say you have a listing coming and you meet with that homeowner and it's a week out homeowner wants to put it on next week right you as the agent cannot go and make a facebook post about that listing coming soon you would be in violation however the homeowner can 
It's their house, right. Mm -hmm. right? So one of our hacks is use and leverage your client. Hey, why don't you go make a post about your own house coming onto the market soon and make a post out to your sphere, right? You know, people I don't know. Our whole mission here is to get this thing sold. Make a post about it. And, you know, are you members of your community groups? Oh, you are? Maybe share it in there, right? That's it. Have them make a post because legally speaking, they can. You can't, right? So leveraging your client in that scenario also gives you the opportunity to get the word out a little bit early and take advantage of that, right? Especially in this crazy market. Do you have anything you want to add on, on any of that? No, when any, anytime um, that's one thing that's always worked you, and you're about to mention leveraging social media is when you do put it out there that it's going to come in the next day, let's say it's just the next day. Uh, if you hit the send message button as one of the options on that post for them to send you a direct message to start lining up showings, then what will happen is you're reaching into a broad audience of possible buyers to see your listing and they're going to connect directly with you. Oftentimes people won't pick up the phone to call you, but a, a, a simple send message button asking a few questions that will lead you to the buyers that are coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we've got our second bullet point, which I think flows nicely from what you were just mentioning. So now yeah. leveraging social. Mm -hmm. So now we're following the plan, right? We're 24 hours in, we go live with it. It's live in the MLS. You're going to start getting your phone calls. You're going to start getting all of that. But that doesn't mean that we stop because all, right now what I see happen is there's no need, right? And, and this is what we, again, coming back to the commitment to your goals and how much money do you want to make, right? But mm -hmm. It's, it's easy as an agent, and I, and I want to preface this, I'm not actually calling anyone lazy, but it's easy to be lazy in this type of market, right? It's easy for me to say, you know what? I did the hard work. I got the listing. I'm good. I'm going to go stick the sign in the yard. We're going to put it on the MLS. I'm going to get 52 phone calls. We're going to get a bunch of offers, and I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to get a nice payday, right? Yeah. You could do that. In this market, you could do that, but you also could go and say, you know what? I've got a huge opportunity right now for me to go fill my buyer's pipeline because I know there's a lot out there. I know I'm going to get a lot of interest. And so now if I leverage social, if I go create a Facebook event, right? And so I'm going to jump down a little bit here because one of the bullet points is a buyer's God virtual seminar. Mm -hmm. And I love this when you have a listing because now I've got something I can actually sell them. And how many buyers right now are really frustrated? A lot of them. How many buyers are? How many buyers bring on an agent early on in the search process? Not as many as we think. Yeah. Right. They typically bring the agent on a little bit after the fact, or after they hit some frustration, and then they feel like they may need some help because they're not getting anywhere themselves, yeah. or if they have a really good relationship. But we know for a fact that Zillow and Realtor.com own the search process, right? As agents, we do not own that process anymore. We just don't. So you do not own that process. They're not, they can go on Zillow, they can go on Realtor.com and they can search their area and they can start looking through listings. Now, should they have you? Absolutely, they should have an agent. 
but a lot of them don't yet. And so this is an opportunity where you can literally call it out. Hey, and it doesn't even have to be about your individual listing at that moment, but say, Hey, I, I know go on, go on, grab your phone, go live on Facebook and say, Hey, I know I have people in my sphere right now. You guys are out looking at homes, thinking about buying, but you're hearing about crazy it is. And you're right. It is super, super competitive. It's super hard to find the right property, but I'm going to tell you how we've had success helping people navigate this crazy market from a buyer side. Join me at 6.30 tonight on Zoom. I'm only going to take 30 minutes of your time, but I'm going to help you and show you exactly how I guide my clients through this crazy market and how we've been successful in buying homes, right? That's it. A simple little seminar. But now what am I really doing? I'm really building my buyer's pipeline. Now, during that, I have the ability to actually talk about a listing. Hey, how many of you are looking for a 3-3 in this neighborhood? I actually happen to have one right now, right? Those types of things can go a really long way. Um, now, Otis actually does a really nice job framing out his own Facebook within segments, right? Why don't you talk about how what you do from a segment segmentation perspective in your Facebook account. Yeah, um, <clears throat> two things I wanna to touch on. Uh, the first one with Facebook, Facebook gives you the ability to do a friends list. And so I will break up all my friends into particular lists. Um, one list that I have has always worked out very well for me. I coach kids. And so parents and family of kids I coach, we become friends on Facebook as well. And so I'm always gonna keep up with them. And then I also have in that same list, homeowners. So anyone that's a friend of mine that's a homeowner, they're in a particular list. And that way, if I want to give them information that I only want those homeowners to see, I can do so. So anything that is a listing, anything that I, is a success story, I make sure they see that. And then on the flip side, I can go to that list and go directly to all the homeowners that are in my, my friends and find out who's painting their home, who needs help, who may be wanting to sell? Who can I give a CMA to? Uh, who can I help out with value? Anything along those lines, it gives you indicators that it's coming before it actually hits the, uh, before it actually comes to be. Um, another thing that I look at when it comes to listings is I make sure that the listing that I'm advertising, I always have the story after the sale. And in that story is generally me defending the value of the home and the happiest the buyers are happy and the sellers are happy. That's a pretty good, so it's a quick synopsis. Um, we don't, you know, the details aren't as important as the fact that, hey, this is a, a success story and both sides are happy and we defended the value in a, in a market where appraisers are overworked, underpaid and underappreciated. How often are we hearing about the home not hitting the appraised value with the purchase price? Um, having said that, that's one segment that I look at that's pretty easy, but you have to guard it. You're not going to get instant gratification, but if you make that part of your career lifestyle, then you're going to have a lot of success just by gathering intelligence or intelligence coming to you to make good decisions. Another thing that I like to do that really I find helpful is Google My Business. Um, I'll put the listing in Google My Business and I'll put some keywords around that listing and that will generate leads coming directly to me. And so uh, an example of that would be, um, we have some here in, in our South Tampa branch, we have 
uh, some townhomes. Really cool. They have two car garage underneath and they have a rooftop patio. So when I put rooftop patio as a keyword, two car garage as a keyword, that's what's really attracting a lot of people. And I've aligned it with the number one search engine in the world. And so when someone goes in there and says South, South Tampa rooftop patios, anything like that, or condos with rooftops, uh, patios, things like that, it, it automatically pops up. And so that's generating um, leads and contacts that we're not competing with anyone else. And that's an easy way to double side those listings as well. Absolutely. And so we have to, we've got to use all the tools, right? Everything we have available to us. And so video obviously is a huge part of that. So if you, and we have to understand, right? That we all know people that other people don't know and your sphere is super valuable to you, right? And so why would you not query them to see if anyone is interested that maybe you didn't even know about, right? Because who does your sphere typically want to use? They're going to use you, but only if you're staying top of mind. So why would you not grab your phone at that listing and do a quick video and say, hey, I'm here, right? I'm at 123 Street. This home is amazing. I want to give my sphere, my friend's family, I want to give you a special preview. I'm going to walk you through this. Boom, boom, boom walk them around the house. Now, obviously guys all after it's gone live in the MLS, right? We're not talking about violating any rules here, but do this right away or do this in that 24 hour window. So that you're giving yourself a jump start and you're giving your potential buyers a jump start, right? You you're, they're your clients or your friends or your family. You want to bring them value too. And you're doing that by, by giving them a little bit of a head start. And you know, you worked hard to get the listing. You deserve that. So not leveraging live video when you can simply walk through the house and give a private home tour to your sphere is silly, right? It's free and it's on your phone and doesn't take editing, doesn't take anything, any special skill. Literally, that's it. Same thing with an open house event. Could Otis take those lists that he spent so much time creating and go literally and invite each of those people to a special friends and family only kind of open house event? Yeah. Absolutely, he could, right? And again, he's just building his fear. And worst case scenario, no buyer directly comes to that particular listing. Is he still kind of weeding out within his own sphere of who's thinking about buying? Yes, right? So at the end of the day, this is all about still building top of mind, building brand awareness. And so ultimately, though, it is creating an opportunity for him to double side or for you in, in your case to double side that deal right that's correct the other side of things oh go ahead oh i was just going to piggyback off of what you said um when you use a video first of all you're showcasing the product you're about to put on the market but you're also showcasing your signature within the real estate industry itself and so as someone who might be wanting to sell their home if i see that you got the chops to go online and introduce that house then i know that you got the chops to sell my house now one uh one of the things i want to um, just a footnote that I've found is when you do this, make sure you have captions on the bottom because 80% of social media videos can be, especially with Facebook, are watched without sound. Now, flipping that over, there's a couple of agents out there that make a boatload of money on their videos and TikTok and on uh, um, YouTube, but mostly TikTok because they showcase the hell out of the house with their videos and everyone loves their videos. They put a nice little music in there. They got the captions on the bottom that really talk 
rooms that you're going through. And TikTok is built for 15 seconds. So if you're someone who doesn't want to get in front of a video, you still have options on doing a video, cool little sounds or a little music with it, and you can do the captions on the bottom. So that way, one way or another, you still have a path when it comes to video and introducing your listing to the market. Yep, absolutely. Um, so the next point on here is absentee owned properties. Now, Jeff has hammered absentee owners into our heads for months now. I've, I continuously try and get through one of our Monday sessions without him saying the word absentee owners, and I've yet to do so. Um, however, <laughs> and, and for good reason, but Jeff's approach to absentee owners is to get the listing, right? What I want to approach absentee owners on is the people actually living in those absentee owned homes that are currently renting. So yes, are there a lot of absentee owners that are ready to sell their property because the values have gone up? Absolutely. But what does that mean for the renter? It means that they got to move, right? So now if we can reach out to homes that we know are absentee owned, which we can find in Remine mm -hmm. and leverage both of those, Lev go leverage the absentee owner, right? To get a listing and leverage that renter inside. If there's someone showing is living in the property now, or we talk to that absentee owner and they say, yeah, I've been renting it out. Oh, great. Well, who you been renting it out to? Maybe I can help them, right? Maybe they want to buy it. These are all opportunities now now for you to potentially get more deals and double side what you currently have, right? So huge opportunity with absentee owned properties and they're very, very easy to find leveraging tools like Remind. So that is a huge opportunity, right? And one thing Same thing with apartment complexes. Yeah. You know, high-end apartment complexes, right? Now, obviously we don't want to get in trouble with solicitations. So you got to be very careful, right? But if we know that there's high-end apartment complexes with people that can afford to buy, right? Running, running some stuff to them, even if it was a social ad engine where we take that address and so we go, you know, 20 miles around and we run a targeted ad at them and run it maybe on the, on the class that, uh, that Deb and Kat just did, right? Price payment versus price, because there's a big difference, right? What are renters always, what is their mind focused on? Payment. They don't care what the home is worth, right? And so, if they think that the house is worth, oh, it's a $600,000 house, I can't afford that. Well, what are you paying a month in rent, right? That's where their head goes. Their head goes, they know what they're paying in rent. So when you can take that $600,000 house and instead of selling it as a $600,000 house, sell it as a $2,700 or $3,000 a month payment, right? Now, all of a sudden, well, they're like, well, wait a minute, I'm paying $2,800 in rent. Yeah, so can you afford $200 more a month if you could own the house? house, right? These are, these are conversations that are real, that will work, that will drive a potential buyer, which will obviously give you the opportunity to double side. But again, the real purpose of this class is filling both ends of your pipeline because inventory is super low. So yes, we need more listings, but also I don't want us to forget about buyers because it is going to balance out and both are super important. And so if you want to build a truly ironclad business that isn't vulnerable in one direction or another, it's really important we're filling both ends of our pipeline and doing things like this when you get a listing 
is a great opportunity for you to start to fill the other end of that, that pipeline. And so that's super important. Um, anything you want to add there before we move on to our special programs? Yeah, um, I love absentee owner properties as well. And if you have a listing part of, you have what could be a future listing, oftentimes what's holding uh, the seller from entering the market is they have nowhere to go. And so if you can find an absentee owner for your listing, which is your also your buyer, you got yourself a triple play. Yep, absolutely. So now we're diving into our special programs. Now, these are things, if you don't work for us, um, I'm sorry, maybe you should, um, but agents who work for us can really take advantage of these opportunities because one great way to find buyers is to be able to offer them something that they can't really get elsewhere or haven't heard of before, right? And this is something that I think our Century 21 Beggins and B3 agents have at their disposal that a lot of other agents don't have. Tools like Knock, right? If you were on this session with Jimmy and Chris, they kind of dove into this a little bit, but Knock is a huge opportunity for you to double side because it's literally what the program was built on, right? I, if Otis is, is thinking about selling, I go and I get a listing from Otis and say, Otis, have you thought about selling? Yeah, man, I really do want to sell. Okay, great. Um, do you know where you want to go? Well, I want to be in this neighborhood, right? I got it. My kid's school is tied to where we live. So I really have to stay in this neighborhood. So my problem is I don't really want to sell my house too quickly because I don't have the spot that I'm going to go buy. Well, Otis, what if I could help you go buy the house that you want? Before we ever put your house on the market, you're only pay the mortgage on the new one when we're successful in buying it. I'm going to allow you to tap into the equity that you have built in your house, which is quite, quite a lot. We're going to tap into that now at 0%. Use that as our cash. Go buy that, that new house right with a nice down payment. You're only going to pay that new mortgage. Once you, we get you moved in and settled, then we'll sell this house because you're right. It's going to sell pretty quick. And I don't want you to have to deal with the stress of both, but that way you have the comfort of knowing that you're in your brand new house that you want to be in. And then we can worry about selling this one. How does that sound right now? We've got something we can offer in any situation, right? Doesn't matter. That's no longer an excuse. We can overcome that obstacle, but guess what I'm doing as an agent on the back end of things. I'm selling Otis's house. I'm helping him buy the new house. What is that? Two commissions, right? So it's a beautiful, is, beautiful program. Knock is great to get rid of the seller contingency, to, buy, the, to sell your home contingency, to buy a home. That's what's holding back a lot of listings also is um, if I have to sell my house to buy a house, I'm not going to be able to compete but with other people who just want to buy it. And so having that contingency there is going to hold you back and knock. What that does is it knocks it out. Play on words there but you don't have the contingency because they will go ahead and guarantee it. So you can just purchase it without the contingency. And then you have the comfort and peace of mind knowing that your home's going to sell. Absolutely. Right. So huge, huge deal. The other big one is hundred percent home loans, right? So we have a special deal with grow financial for a qualified applicants. You need about a 700 credit score, but if they have a 700 plus credit score, then Grow will actually do a hundred percent home loan for that buyer. And because they're using you as a Century 21 Beggins agent based on the exclusive deal we have with them, they actually are eligible for cash back after closing. 
right? So not only can they get 100% home loan, but now they can actually get a, a credit back after closing, cash back. Is that not a great deal or what, right? So now I have something that the general market can't really offer. So now I can go to potential buyers and say, hey, have you thought about buying this house? Look at this house. Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, maybe you can. Uh, no, I don't have the down payment. What if I said the down payment wasn't an issue, right? What if you didn't need it? I mean, just huge advantage, right? It's something we don't talk about enough, in my opinion, especially in this market. Um, so again, creating opportunities, putting tools in our toolbox that allow us to compete at a, and play a different game than everybody else. And that's really the advantage of being part of our team is our agents can play a different game, right? Um, and so that's, it's a huge, huge opportunity, I think. So leveraging programs like that are huge. Um, and then I have uh, WTDB, w, WTB database. What that means is that stands for want to buy, right? So any of you who have ever been on forums or anything else, you'll see a lot of people, they do this with cars a lot, all the collectors, I want to buy this, right? So basically what they're doing is they're telling the public that, hey, if anyone ever sees this car or this collection, I want to buy it, right? Why don't we do that in real estate? Why would you not be querying your sphere to say, hey, I'm, I'm putting together a, a database of, so I know what my friends and family are looking for now or in the future. And I call it my want to buy database, right? And so what, what do you want to buy in the future? If you were to buy a new house tomorrow, what would that look like, right? How many bedrooms, how many bathrooms? And what I'm really doing is creating a little database of myself. So I know that as I get prospects in exactly what they're looking for, and I've got them segmented out. So now I get that listing. And the very first thing I'm doing is running that against my want to buy database, right? And now I can message that my friend or family on, on Facebook directly in, in that 24 period, ideally, if I have this all built and say, hey, tomorrow I have this listing hitting the MLS. Let's chat before it even gets there, right? I want you to first. I had down the you wanted a 3-2 in Wesley Chapel right? Not many. I got one coming, right? Tomorrow. Hit me up. Boom, right? I can't do that. I can't move in that 24-hour period quick enough if I don't have these things already in place. So I've got to be actively building those. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Um, real estate's a contact sport. And so not only is it a contact sport, but it's a database-driven sport as well. Um, the way I look at it is Gathering intelligence and then coordinating and organizing that intelligence will pay dividends in the long run. If you want to be in this industry for 10, 20 years, those are the little habits, the little things that will separate you from mediocrity. I agree. All right. So what many of you have more than even probably those watching have listings is that you have buyers. So how do we get a buyer and turn that into a double side. Well, it's probably gonna take a little bit more work, but I, I definitely think it's a huge opportunity. The key is we've got to focus on off-market properties. And that's scary, and that can seem like a waste of time because what if they wanna sell and blah, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. The reality is, I always, whenever I get that question, well, what if they don't want to sell? What if they do? 
I don't know, right? Why are we deciding for them? Why don't we ask? And so the real key here is if you really want to double side now, this is not fun. This isn't like, you know, a picnic. You're going to actually have to put in some work here and it's going to be uncomfortable for many of you, but it depends on how committed you are to making more money and doing more deals and helping your client, right? And helping yourself and helping your bank account and getting to the goal and living the lifestyle you want to live. If you're super committed to those things and not just interested in those things, actually committed to those things. And there's a huge difference, right? Jeff and I hit on that all the time. Huge difference between being interested in something and committed to it. I'm, I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm committed to a very few things, right? But those things that I'm committed to, I'm going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And so if I'm committed to being able to double side my checks and make more money, I'm going to do things that we're about to talk about. And one of those things is if I have a buyer, let's just take me for an example. If I know for me, I'm, I'm someone's, I'm Otis's client and Otis knows that I've got to live in one of three subdivisions, right? For me to be able to take my kids to the school that I want to take them to, then Otis has to look at that and say, okay, well, what's on the market? Well, I can tell you right now in my neighborhood in those three subdivisions, there is one house for sale, one. And it doesn't meet my needs. It's not big enough, right? So Otis is going to say, "Well, Mike, if he's a normal agent, Otis is going to say, sorry, man, I'll uh, I'll put a I'll put an MLS search, and as soon as something pops up, we'll do our best to jump on it, right? That's what a normal agent will do. But we're not trying to be normal agents. We're trying to go to the next level. So the next level agent is Otis is going to say, "Hey, listen, there's one house open for sale right now, but these." these owners in here, they're, they're going to, they're going to have an opportunity to really make some money. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and remind, I'm going to pull every homeowner in your, in that three subdivisions, and I'm going to go knock on every single one of them. I'm going to let them know that I have you completely buttoned up, ready to go, that you are ready to pounce. You want to be in this neighborhood. I'm going to let them know. I'm going to have a CMA ready. I'm going to let them know how much equity they have. And I'm going to go find out if any of them are willing to sell their house, if they have the right offer. Right. And now he's going to go knock on every single one of those doors. And by doing that, maybe, just maybe, someone says, yeah, I'd consider a good offer. What did Otis just do? Well, he obviously was an awesome agent, but he also has a fantastic opportunity to double that deal. And all he really had to do was care, right? All he really had to do was go to the next level. He had me. He has a client. Now it's just a matter of really going to the edge of the the edge of the earth to get his client what he wants, right? Which is a house in a particular area. And so obviously most most buyers aren't limited to one three subdivisions as an example. That was a very, very narrow example, but let's just say it was Wesley Chapel. Is Otis prepared to go knock on every home that meets my needs in Wesley Chapel? Right? Yeah, it depends. How committed is Otis to getting that deal? That's right. What's that? Door knocking, you're absolutely. It's a it's a part of it. Um, When you talk about like let's let's use your yourself as an example. You know, there's several communities. Now we just we start eliminating what's not part of what you want. So if it's not meeting the square footage requirements, get rid of those houses. You've narrowed it down to only so many houses. If it's a hundred or if it's 150. We know there's only so many in that particular area. And now, as you said, we look at Remind, and then we go after the non-owners first, right? 
And then we look at door knocking because we want to door knock on owner occupied, not non-owner occupied. But then I go to social media and I'm going to find out who you are and see what's going on there. Maybe I can connect with you via instant message. Um, there's so many different ways to gather intelligence on those houses to make connection um, in addition to door knocking. But it all comes down to the conversation. You know, it's always funneled down to the conversation. You have a buyer that's really wanted to get into this neighborhood with this house. Are you interested in selling? Once you have that, now you've got a possible triple play. Yep, 100%. But I also, this just bothers me. It's just a personal pet peeve that we, you know, inventory is limited, inventory is limited, inventory is limited. To me, it bothers me that we're, it's a self-limitation, right? Because we are only viewing inventory, active inventory on the market. And sure, mm -hmm. that is low, but are there a, is there a shortage of homes in general area? There's mm -hmm. homes everywhere, right? So when I look at it, I'm saying, no, no, no. Inventory is wide. There's plenty of inventory. There's just not a lot of active inventory because we're not working hard enough and we're not demonstrating our value enough. Right. And I, and I don't mean that bad way to any of the agents watching. I know how hard you're working. So that's not a disrespect to you and, and saying we're not working hard. We're not working hard enough to get the off market properties because we're not having enough conversations and meaningful conversations with them. Right. We're sitting back hoping that when someone's ready to sell their house, they raise their hand. But if all these buyers are running around, there's no reason that my door's never been on, right? I've got a lot of equity. I've lived in the house for six, seven years, right? Why wouldn't I be getting my door knocked on? If inventory is so tight, I know there's people who want to move in here because any house that comes on is sold in a day or two. So there's a lot of people who want to buy in here, which means there's plenty of buyers, there's inventory. My neighborhood is filled. There's no more spots to build. So there's inventory in here. There's homes. Why are they not being knocked on and tried to be sold? Right. This is what's going through my head from a marketing perspective. So I think that we just need to be willing to look at things in a little bit of a broader view. Now for sale by owners are another huge opportunity. And I personally, you know, we, I think we've touched on this a little bit too for sale by owner, the for sale by owner guide is really helpful, but here's how I would approach more so for sale by owners. Be selfish, knock on the door, call them and say, Hey, listen, you're in my neighborhood, right? I've got a lot of listings and handle a lot of clients in this neighborhood. It's really, really important to me that your home sells for what it's worth. Because if you get in a situation where you decide to dump that house, it's really going to hurt me, right? Because it's going to hurt my clients and I can't have that happen. So if I can help in any way, whether it's view, review a contract, whether it's bring my buyers by, right? Would you be willing to pay for that if I have a buyer? Those types of conversations, because I want to make sure that you get the maximum amount of value for your property because selfishly, it's going to help me right? And be honest with them. Because that's why most sale by owners don't want to deal with you. They think agents are greedy. They don't do anything. They're just taking a commission, blah, 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 right? That's, that's why. And they're wrong. 
We know they're wrong. You're not going to convince them they're wrong, but they're wrong. But if you approach them with a very direct, like, hey, listen, I'm going to be selfish here for a minute. You're going to potentially screw me if you sell this house for really cheap. So let me help you sell it for more. Right now we're getting somewhere and it's another potential double side. What are your thoughts on that? Piggybacking on Fizbo's, a couple of good questions to ask is, um, are they familiar with the contract? Do they work with realtors? Who is their title company? And most importantly, how are they going to defend the appraisal? How are they going to defend the value of their home? And that's where we're pros and they're using Zillow and the estimate. And that's what the information is that they're using. Um, one of the other things I wanted to point out for a tremendous opportunity with off-market properties, and it kind of puts you in the driver's seat, is if your people are willing to go into new construction, that is a great way to have a good timetable on not only getting them into a house, into a contract on building a house, now they've got a little bit of time to get their home ready and listed. Again, you're going to go back to the conversation of temporary housing. However, uh, new construction is a fantastic off-market opportunity. Or you don't have to go back to temporary housing because you can use knock. Hey, have you thought about buying a new house? Yep. Mm-hmm. Great. You can do it, right? Knock will let them buy it. Wait for the house to be built because you have you have months, right? So they get six months, 0% on that, on that money. Then it goes to 1% after that. Right. So if they're borrowing that money, the down payment money, six months of zero percent. So that's always an opportunity and they'll even extend that a little bit if they know it's new construction. So maybe use knock. Right. But again, it's having that tool in your toolbox. And then it's a matter of taking the time to have that conversation with those people. Right. And these are conversations that should be getting had so that you can double side these deals. So obviously, if you're going to be doing this work, if you're going to be going and knocking on the doors, not everyone's going to answer. That's why we put door hangers and flyers on there. That's super important. Leaving that flyer that's saying, hey, I have a buyer, right, in your neighborhood who wants to be in your neighborhood. If you'd ever even remotely consider selling, they're buttoned up, ready to go. We can make an offer immediately. Please give me a call. And you leave that on every single door that you're knocking on. And then also grabbing your phone again, going live or shooting a quick video and saying, hey, I'm here in point today. I'm literally going to be walking this neighborhood because I have a buyer who wants to be nowhere else but in here. There's currently nothing for sale that meets their needs, but there's plenty of homes in here that do. So I'm going to be literally walking through the neighborhood. If you see this video and you see me walking around, that's what I'm doing. Stop by, say hi, beep at me, look at me. If you want to yell at me, yell at me, but I'm going to be walking through the neighborhood. Say hi, see ya, boom documenting your journey is not only going to create the opportunity for someone to see what you're doing and hire you, but it's also giving you the opportunity to market into the future, right? And have other perspectives. It just feeds itself. So everything we're talking about here just runs in a big circle and it comes back to feeding both ends of our pipeline, right? It's a super important. Um, so those are our strategies. We knocked it out in 47 minutes. Do we have any comments, questions, concerns? I see Jeff said he loves absentee owners. Believe me, Jeff, we know. Okay, we know. You love absentee owners. Um, For good reason, though. Shineberry wants more information regarding Grove Financial. 
Um, who, sh who can she contact? Yep. So, yep. So con contact your manager because each of our offices kind of has their own main contact at Grill. Um, if your manager for some reason does not shoot me an email and I can connect you with Brian, who's my contact over there. Um, but Brian runs all of the, the loan officers. So um, you probably have a direct location closest to you probably has a loan officer. So you want to check with your manager first. Yeah. And Jason, uh, you want to know the name of the no money um, down loan option it is with grow. Just whenever you talk to the loan officer at grow, just bring that up. They'll tell you what the name of it is. Yeah. They, they call it their no money down program. Um, if you, if you work for us, go to beggingsagents.com. You'll see it on there. Um, you could also go to beggingsrealestate.com, which is the consumer facing side of that. And you'll see the, the grow program as on the buyer side there. Um, but it's a great program, right? They can put zero money down and, and buy a house and get cash backs for using you as a Beggins agent. So really, really awesome opportunity for our agents. Um, so something we should be taking advantage of. And that went away, guys, right? These are things that during the pandemic went away. They were like, no, oh, everyone freaked out, no more. And then now they've all started coming back. And so that's just signs of where our market is heading, right? We're heading in the positive direction. To Jeff's point, the floodgates still haven't fully opened yet because they don't have the international travel, but that's coming back too. So this is an opportunity for you to make a lot of money, but you gotta put in the work. It's not, not easy, but it is simple. And I think if you just follow the things that Otis and I went through here, you're gonna, you're gonna make more money. There's no question. Anything else? Any other questions, comments, concerns? Going once, going twice. All right. Well, you're going to get about a 10 minute. Oh, hold on. What did, is I there a script something? for approaching is developer there? building new houses? Um, I'm not sure. Are you looking to pick them up as a client or for a client um, for the script? But I, actually, no, we don't have a script for it. Um, your approach would we be. We don't have a script for it. What I, will, what I will say is. Um, so if a developer's building new houses, you could literally call all the builders have programs for agents, right? So as long as you call ahead and register your client with that builder, you could literally send your client there alone if you wanted to, and the client's going to show up. Selling new constructions, amazing in, in most cases, because you're not going to do a whole lot of work, to be honest, in that one. They're, they're going to do it. Um, for you, right? So make sure you signed if up with you COVID laws and all that, you can call them up, make sure you're yep. signed up. Otherwise, you will not win that. Uh, that's a procuring cause that you're not going to win because the builder doesn't use far bar. True. So yes. So the key is making sure you call ahead and register your client, right? And then send them over and they can they'll the builder will sell. Now the other side of that opportunity is work with the builders, right? It's a huge opportunity, especially if you're a newer agent that does not have any, um, that doesn't have listings right now, right? You're sitting back on, well, I'm brand new. I don't have listings or buyers. And I just watched this class and I, I want to double side more deals. Well, it starts with getting listing or buyers. Well, guess what? First of all, talk to your, talk to Craig, talk to Jeff, talk to your manager because the brokerage has listings. And even though they might belong to another agent, a lot of our agents are more than willing to let you promote the sink. 
they want the promotion as well. We, we want to get their permission in that case, right? But Craig has stuff that we have projects all the time. What, that's, what do you think all of Jeff's projects are, right? As those come up, those are listings that we have at the brokerage level that you can go market. And we're creating marketing material for you to go do those things. Same things with new construction. Craig and I did a tactical class. It's on Begin's Agents. If you just search new construction as ways to find listings, where you can go to these, these builders and say, hey, can I, go, can I go record your model house? Most of them are going to say yes, right? They want you to promote the, the heck out of their, their project. So go record it. Go walk through. Do a video. Hey, I'm here at this new uh, development going on here, blah, blah, blah. Ranges from 400000 up to 800000 You know, I'll just show you it. If you want to come see it, let me know, blah, blah, boom. That's a potential way to go market some listings. So they, there's listings, inventory, there's things out there, but you got to go leverage it. Got to get a little creative with it. Is there a script for using the knock program? Um, has it. It's, it's not that complicated. The key, the key is go, go get certified, right? So that's going to kind of tell you everything you need to know. They, they run through kind of how to position the program. If you go to beggingsrealestate.com, you're going to see um, that we have the knock program on there. And so everything on that landing page from knock is basically your script, right? It's how I would position it. And it's the key things that you need to be talking about. But once you're certified in knock, you're going to know the program kind of inside and out. It's not that complicated. Um, and then they're also going to do a lot of the heavy lifting. So if you have, they have technical questions about the mortgage side of things, you just connect them right through that with knock and, and go for it. Inside of um, Beggins Agents too, under our marketing hub, we've created content for you to go take it and go mark knock um, and go market that program. So there's graphics in there. There's things you can use to go to go market on your own sphere um, with it. So take advantage of those things as well.